Today on the post game, we kick off with a couple segments. We bring you the Cloud Police and the Red Truck Beef Jerky Twitter Beef of the Week. We talk the Chase Scanlon suspension. We take some suggested questions from you guys on Twitter, recap this previous weekend of college, preview the upcoming weekend, and we wrap this all up with an awesome interview with Will Commodore Perry. Welcome to another episode of the post game. As always, it's brought to you by our friends at Sideline Swap and Red Truck Beef Jerky. We will do the ad reads in a little bit. We're going to start chopping it up, breaking it up a little bit, kind of disrupting the flow, making your, making sure you, our loyal listeners, are paying attention. But we got a lot to break down. Um, we apologize for the delay, um, but everybody get off our ass. All right, relax. Stop getting into our DM saying, Dude, when the fuck is the podcast coming out? All right, we're on it. So with that being said, now that we started off with a negative, uh, you know, a negative tone, I've had a phenomenal hell of a couple days. I'm out in Bend, Oregon. Um, I'm actually recording this just outside of Portland. Um, so if you hear any streets, like, you know, any cars passing by, um, I'm just being gritty, sitting in the van, uh, you know, kind of outside of a coffee shop. But like, dude, we are in one of the most liberal states working through one of the toughest time periods to to like try and run organized sports and let alone like a lacrosse camp and to give a little bit of background on that fall sports start in oregon next week and winter sports ended three weeks ago so lacrosse is kind of getting their dicks kicked in by oh sorry you know uh basketball season just ended and football season starts next week so it's just it's absolute mayhem over here but even with all of that like we had one of our better weekends in in company history in bend that's not to say that you know things are you know it's not to say that we're you know fucking rolling in it um but no bend is a very very enthusiastic lacrosse community we partnered with thump lacrosse thump is a coffee company whose owner uh played lacrosse in college the owner bobby so he has this this coffee event space and then he has the the team so we coach saturday coach sunday um he took us through a coffee tasting he ordered some food for us and we kind of closed down his little coffee cafe as we were you know having a bunch of beers um just about all of us have been vaccinated um and we're, we're on a bit of a heater and have you ever been to Oregon before? Cause it's fucking beautiful. No, I mean, I think we might've mentioned this last week and I said that I would like to go to Oregon and I would like to go to Seattle, but I do not have enough oh, of a reason to go. So I'll get out there yeah, if I well, can just, you know, do a tour of the world like you, but some people have to, you know, grind in their bedroom 24 seven. Yeah. Well, Hey, listen, you know, you probably have uh, something called stability and a stable income and, you know, probably a savings account. And <laughs> if that's what you want. Go for it. I'll take, no, I won't. I'd really like that. So, you know, it's, it's, we're just living different lives. That's okay. But, uh, but no, it's, it's been fantastic. Um, you know, as I've mentioned, I have some family out here. We're starting to get, uh, get to know the lacrosse community a little bit better and, you know, when we do come back and things are fully open, we have the connections to really hopefully make a, um, you know, a significant, a significant improvement to the lacrosse community out here. Um, so it's been a blast, but um, yeah, to kick off our first bit really is I'm at the uh, university of Oregon or I was, I was there earlier this morning 
And first off, holy shit, what a beautiful campus that is. And we're right here in the perfect time where everything's kind of blooming. So you get, you know, like the smell of the blossoms. It, it looks really nice. People are just generally happy to be outside. Um, so we started dipping into uh, on Twitter, just talking about the MCLA a little bit. Holy shit. Like it is the most engaged, toxic, beefing, aggressive, funny, like everything that you love about the lacrosse community and everything that you hate about the lacrosse community is represented by MCLA lacrosse Twitter. Were you following that at all when I was being an idiot? Yeah, I was, I was following it. Well, you tagged me and kind of presented the idea of doing a little tour, which I think would be a great idea. If we could like, I know they play in the spring, but I'd love to do like tail football tailgates, but also like commentate an MCLA game. I think we crush that, but I don't want to get anyone too excited, but Everyone was, <laughs> everyone was super engaged with, uh, with your tweet. And I, I saw some funny replies. I think probably the, um, well, are we getting into cloud police? Cause I don't want to ruin my cloud police. Yeah, go for it. All right. So I'm going to start, I'm throwing the ring kid in jail. I don't care if that was yours. Um, <laughs> no, throw, I'll, but we'll throw him in my, jail. I'll my, in uh, life. My life sentence is the kid who replied to you with his uh, 2019 uh, MCLA championship ring for the South Carolina Gamecocks. And uh, he said something along the lines of, the only thing we do more than win is drink beers um, with a picture of his ring. So that was like, I cringed. I think I threw up in my mouth a little bit reading that, but uh, it was just a brutal, brutal tweet and like probably one of the weirder brags we've seen on social media in a while. So I forget the guy's name and I'm not going to cloud him up enough to read his name, but who I'm cares what his name is? Yeah. So I, we're, we have our first ever, um, tase the person in the cell for their life sentence. That's what I'm doing. Um, and I am just prison shanking. Yeah. <laughs> Like this guy needs to be beyond like he's in, he's in Guantanamo clout hyperdrive. Um, so not only, you know, I, I agree exactly with everything that you said, but the fact like the lack of self-awareness was almost iconic. Like this would have been a complete douchebag move if you won the PLL trophy, let alone a fucking MCLA. But I didn't want to be the guy that was like, dude, like you want a club lacrosse ring? I almost wanted to ask him, like, how much did you have to pay out of pocket for that? Like, sick fucking brag. Dude. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll save all, you know, all of our MCLA discussion for uh, a little bit later in this episode. But, I mean, kind of throwing out the idea of us going to uh, to different MCLA programs, I couldn't believe how well it was received. We have five to seven offers um, whether it's from the president of the team, whether it's from, you know, their Twitter account saying like, dude, if you show up on campus, like we'll take you around, we'll do this, we'll do that. So I think that could be one of the best, um, like video content and our first big dive into, um, into doing something video related would be like Nick and Evan go and commentate a university of Oregon lacrosse game in Eugene. Um, and the sneaky thing is we could, uh, we could run camps too, now that we know people and, you know, if not break even, at least make a little bit of profit. So wheels are churning on my end. And I just love the idea of me and you just going and getting shit faced and calling, yeah. a, calling a lacrosse game. Look at you with the, with the cost efficiencies too. And a little coaching of a camp. Yeah. Yeah. On, on Watch, Sunday. Out. <laughs> Watch out. Um, but as far as the clout, get out a free card, um, Florida state 
lacrosse program, they seem really, uh, I'm really high on them for a couple reasons. One, you don't really know about them until uh, somebody on Twitter was saying that every about four years, someone makes a big stink about how they could go division one this year. Everybody gets excited about it and then nothing happens. But two, apparently they have, um, they have a tradition of the MVP of the game. I believe um, just gets a ball and just fucking sails it as far as he can into the parking lot. Like literally just piss missile into the parking lot. That's one of those. I read it. Yeah. That's coming up in the mic helicopter um, but that's a, that's a tradition that i read on paper and i was like that's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard and then i took two seconds to walk me you know walk through it what a yeah. tradition i'm i'm proud of them for having something as stupid and as funny as that and also proud of them for not blowing it up and trying to make it a big deal and kind of ruining the authenticity of it so they they get out of jail as far as i'm concerned yeah that was funny i saw one uh I don't know if it was a coach or a player, and he it was like a picture of the goalie throwing a ball at a midfield, and there's like this this had eyes on a like dodge dart in the parking lot, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a classic. Like that is MCLA lacrosse, like how it should be entirely. Yeah, no, uh, I just like a bunch of I couldn't games. agree more. So expect to hear a little bit more MCLA. Like I said, we're doing our market research right now, which is just believing anything anybody tells. The, the two big things that I got out of it is that it seems like the big time programs are like, you know, South Carolina, Georgia Tech, who is a friend of the program, big fan of Georgia Tech. Um, God damn it, these fucking loud ass cars. Um, <laughs> Georgia Tech, Chapman, and like maybe a couple other. But everybody hates Liberty. Like that, that is the program that was getting trashed. Nobody had good things to say about it. I know nothing about them. I don't know anybody that's played there, but fuck it. I'll, I'll ride the wave. I hate Liberty. We're an anti-Liberty podcast. Yeah. Atlas, Liberty, UNC. <laughs> <laughs> In that order. Oh, fuck. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> no, and um, we do have uh, one of the old recurring bits, which is the Red Truck Beef Jerky Twitter Beef of the Week. Um, again, I feel like we always just end up talking about what we're doing on Twitter, but instead of, uh, hyping up the, um, you know, D2, I chose hyping up MC MCLA because D2 Twitter fucking sucks. Um, anytime <laughs> Max Adler tweets and I know that you're listening, Max. Um, but I love saying like, you know, Hey, why didn't you do, why didn't you do this at the D1 level? Like, you know, not very good for a D1, you know, someone that couldn't do it. Like. The worst part is, is that it's just a bunch of anonymous fucking like troll accounts that come to the defense of it. It'll be like D2 inside reporter saying, oh, well, you know, look at this guy that's having a way better career. Like your stats are so sick. You went zero and zero last year. I'm like, dude, like at least give me the opportunity to know who you are um, before you defend yeah. division two. But my beef was uh, was with division two lacrosse. You have anything? Uh, for my Twitter beef, I'm going to have to go with myself versus uh, UNC men's lacrosse, both the actual account and then uh, Commodore Perry, our upcoming guest, um, and his buddy Tyler, who I can't remember. you. I, I forgot on the interview and I can't remember your last name again, man, so I'm sorry, but thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, basically UNC came out with the shiny helmets and then we released that we were going to wear the throwbacks, which is like... And for Syracuse, like if you're wearing the throwbacks, it's you want you hopefully are saying it's a, it's an automatic win. Yeah. Uh, that's like kind of that's kind of how you, what your line of thinking is. Yeah. So 
I said the shiny helmets were cute, sweetie, with the paint nails emoji, my favorite emoji. And then they came out with the black uniforms, which Will Perry will tell a great story about the reveal of the black uniforms. But yeah, that was uh, quite the dunking that I received from UNC's uh, main Twitter. And then some of the players after they uh, beat Q's pretty handedly jumped on Twitter and, and started chirping me. So that's going to be my red truck Twitter beef for the week. I don't lose a lot on Twitter. Um but that was certainly an L that I that I'll wear on my chin. Well, and it wasn't even that you lost on Twitter; it's that Syracuse got their dicks kicked in. So you you can't do that. <laughs> and people do just lurk in the shadows and wait for your alma mater to like win or lose, and then just come for the crazy like, oh, like I told you, you stupid piece of shit. And it's like, all right, like, <laughs> see you next week when we're back to the same thing. Of you know, Syracuse is going to beat Virginia yeah. this weekend. So yeah, I mean, if Syracuse beats Virginia, I'm going to be like the most unsufferable person on the planet earth on twitter so still everybody get ready yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, i've been i've been uh just kind of holding syracuse down on twitter uh and and i wasn't really gonna lean into it and then i saw beardsley tweet like you know p everybody's talking about syracuse, like <laughs> this and that i wonder why i'm like okay all right i wasn't going to but you know the the little subtweet i appreciate it so now i'm trying to get syracuse relegated to like you know 4a lacrosse in colorado i'm trying to get denver to replace them in the acc um, and just know it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Rick and Tim Barber, um, who I'm excited that he's still <laughs> I appreciate to pay for my date and I still haven't taken, uh, taken advantage of the open bar speaking of, um, but I know you're good for it. We'll just Shit. get it on the books. Yeah. I mean, if you want to roll it over into one massive open bar for three hours, you certainly can yeah. if Notre Dame beat Syracuse three times. I'm down. Uh, I'm but totally down for it. <laughs> um, we'll figure that out um, next week though. Dude, the replies to that Rick Beardsley tweet, by the way, just really quick, were so fucking infuriating. I didn't even like, see them. What were they? That, I was just like, Syracuse lost their edge. Like, that's why they don't have a national championship. It's like, <laughs> because the alumni don't talk shit on Twitter. <laughs> like, what? Jesus. <laughs> I'll talk all the shit in the world. Like, that's not going to win us a national championship. But uh, <laughs> we don't have to talk about Beardsley's Twitter any longer. I feel like that's half our episodes now <laughs> yeah. so i just love being preoccupied with you know like we're recording this episode and i'm like what else is just negative and can we bitch about um <laughs> but you know hey you don't become friends based off the mutual liking of something it's the mutual disliking like disliking these fucking loud ass cars that are driving by me every five seconds <laughs> um no worries though although i would like to um to get your thoughts while we're on the ACC, I, I'm sure you you have insider info. I don't expect you to divulge anything. Um, what are your brief thoughts on the Scanlon uh, suspension that was announced? I think this morning. Yeah. Uh, so definitely tough news. Um, I don't know. Anytime there's controversy swirling around like your program, you it's negative. Uh, so you don't you don't like to see that. Hot take. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna touch like on really the kid or anything um but like from a i think a lot of people are like syracuse is like down and out now because of this which not to make it all about lacrosse but i personally don't really see it this that way uh i think it might be a little bit of an uh, addition by subtraction um play here so I, I don't know if they were really gelling um Again, I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know how he fits in the team uh, from from a locker room perspective. But you could just tell that, uh, you know, the team wasn't clicking clearly. Uh, so I think I'm, I'm excited to see the team uh, roll out there without him. Um, 
just see if it's a spark. I think Owen Seabold will probably start, which I think he's been playing really well and has been hungry, so maybe he can light a fire. He's a little bit better of a dodger too, so maybe he can light a fire under their ass. But not too much coming out of Syracuse right now in terms of what exactly happened. I just, you know, I, I think this is, again, an indefinite suspension, and it's time to move on from uh, from Chase Scanlon. So Got definitely it. an unfortunate All situation. All right, moving on. But... Should Desco be fired? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i don't know he lost the game he lost the game this weekend fucking fire desco i will say like what i would love for desco to do which i know is not going to happen but after these acc games like who knows what's going to happen after this uva and notre dame game coming up but syracuse uva game schedule the Syracuse UVA game and then the Syracuse Notre Dame game. Those are the last two games on the schedule right now. Yeah. They're definitely going to schedule a, a last game so they can make the playoffs um, in case they lose both games. So they're definitely going to schedule a game on the first week of May. Schedule Ohio State and beat the shit out of Ohio State. Because Love I'm it. telling you, they are not that good. Like They are not good. You certainly can beat them. And they're the second best team in the Big Ten with like wins over Hopkins and Michigan. They suck. Maryland kicks the shit out of them all the time. I'm seeing people say that Ohio State should get in over Syracuse no matter what. Like that is just complete bullshit. I will die on that hill. Play Ohio State, beat the shit out of them. I am fully confident that they would beat the shit out of Ohio State and I'm honestly sick of seeing it. Um, so that is like literally whoever wins gets in. And I would love to for them to see that. I know it's not going to happen, but that Nikki, is a great idea. I, I was I was do. seeing that momentum of like, oh, they need to schedule another game. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know, they're going to go play, you know, whoever and just kick the shit out of them. But I love the idea that they should schedule the yeah, like the Big Ten. Um, just schedule like Ohio State. Yeah. Schedule Ohio State or Rutgers. And <clears throat> I think Rutgers is the reason why I don't say Rutgers is I think Rutgers is pretty good. So if you want like a better chance of winning, schedule Ohio State. But both those teams are being thrown around like they're head and shoulders better than Syracuse, and that's just not true. So, I mean, if you can't beat Ohio State in the regular season, you're probably not going to win the national championship. So you might as well flex yep. on them, beat them in the regular season, and then Do maybe it. get some momentum and go on a run. Love it. Love that. Um, well, we did, uh, we did before um... – before this episode, we tweeted out, what do you want to see? And we kind of had like a little bit of a mailbag. Um, and I don't know, we, we can touch on a couple of them. Uh, make better suggestions. Like, you know, the weirdest pregame rituals that we saw. Like, I don't know. I Nothing, nothing even really came to mind. Like Sergio Perkovic gets like way too excited. Garrett Eppel almost fought Ryder, which we talked about on the on the pod. <laughs> like that was a funny little thing. But like the, the rituals really aren't that interesting. Mine was just like, Oh, like the last 30 seconds of the pregame shower are going to be cold. And then, you know, like I watch a Disney movie the night before a game, like it, it's really not that interesting. Um, did you have any, or was there anything that popped up for that? Or was it just kind of like, eh, like that's not really the, the best question. I can't really think of anyone who had like a, a, a weird one. I mean, the guys were like fucking crazy before games. And I was like, I mean, the best thing that we did before games were the smelling salts. And I have one really good story is we would pass those things around all pregame. Um, like they would just be getting thrown around the locker room. We're blasting, you know, levels <laughs> probably. Great, great and just song. like, God, that's like, we're ripping the the smelling salts back and forth, like getting hyped up. And one time, Desco asked for them, 
and it, it was probably the one of the funniest things I've seen him do. Like slowly, slowly. Obviously, this is bad podcasting because I'm showing what he was doing, but slowly putting his nose towards it, and like you could tell he was nervous because he's seen us all react to it. But as soon as you know, you know when you take him, like it hits you in that moment, and then you like want to pull your face away right away. He had that like you've never seen before. Like got his nose here and. Hey, I thought his neck was going to break when he snapped it back, but that got the boys going. I don't even remember. I think that was Duke in the Dome my, my fifth year. Um, but, yeah, that, that's probably, like, the only ritual I have. Uh, but there are definitely some nutty characters on game day. I think Austin Fusco probably st- stands out to me the most. He was just wired from, like, probably 72 hours before a game and on. Yeah. No, that that's incredible. I would pay money to see Desco take a little smelling salt rip. Um <laughs> No, the the other thing is an all ACC team versus the rest of the NCAA All Star team, ACC team would kick their dicks in. Like you just look at the like the All Americans first, second, third, like mid season, um, almost all of them are, are ACC guys. You know, it's like oh, you have that, um, you have the faceoff guy, you have like a rogue goalie, you have a couple Delaware guys. You know, it'd pretty much just be like Maryland with a couple out, you know, a couple supplements versus like a, a row of murderers, um. You know, obviously we like to just kind of circle jerk about the ACC, but I thought that question, I was like, how could you, how could you even argue, you know, maybe if you, uh, you know, if you just talk about how good Maryland is, but if Maryland doesn't win the natty, that question pretty much goes defunct. So I don't know. And any general thoughts on that shitty question, Twitter needs to step it up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're not working with much, but I would say I'm, I'm going ACC. I think it would be very interesting if, uh, the Ivies were included, though. That would probably be a sudden death. Well, all the Ivies transferred to ACC. Are you talking like the well, like, like Teets and Teets and Cornell, like Hanley still at UPenn. Like they're definitely first team All Americans in the Ivy League still. Um, so I'd probably say that if the Ivies were included, it'd be a super close game. If it no Ivies, I'm giving the ACC team probably like a four goal win. All right, that's fair. Four goals, way to keep it humble. I give him about eight to nine. <laughs> um, what else? What else do we have? We had um, so there's there's a rogue Twitter account called Post Game Commenter. Um, you know, hey, shout out to you. I would suggest getting a better hobby, but you know, always good to have loyal fans. Um, and they were talking about the UPen playing Cabrini, um, the Cabrini game, and pretty much like. If I'm a UPenn player, and I know that this is pretty much the only game that I get all season, I'm playing like fucking Lyle Thompson. I'm taking behind the backs. <laughs> I'm I'm acting completely reckless, knowing that it's my last chance to suit up. Would you uh, Would you do the same, or would you try to like you know go out and you know win one for you know to to show everybody or bullshit? I'm interested to see like how they approach it. Like, do you think they're like we got to approach this like a game, or do you think they're it's like senior day and they're rolling out all the seniors and letting them play like one last game i'd i'd hope the latter like if you're playing cabrini for pretty much nothing um that just the seniors roll out but i'm interested to see, like it's probably a really shitty game to coach like you're just like you're one shot at it you i guess you want to win kind of but to your point like everyone's gonna be running around like like an idiot uh doing whatever they want so uh I kind of hope that they just give like the seniors a proper send off and maybe get some guys involved who wouldn't normally be involved because a lot of guys are gonna, <clears throat> you know, have a season next year hopefully. Uh, so that that's my two cents on the game. But I think that there could be some pretty 
uh, unreal footage coming out of this. With, we might with have to like you know try. find a way to get that live streamed because I mean, yeah. I mean Cabrini's gonna be amped up too. Like I'm sure they're excited. Like they probably want to beat the shit out of UPenn. Um, those guys are complete scumbags. So just kidding. I don't know anyone from Cabrini, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> they seem like scumbags. My buddy yeah, used to coach at Amherst, yeah, and Cabrini beat sure. Cabrini beat Amherst in the national championship. So I just fucking hate Cabrini for no. That's literally why because they beat Amherst in the national championship uh last year or two years ago uh so fuck you cabrini <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we'll, we'll we'll cruise through the last two bits which is just the college recap and then the upcoming breakdown um we already touched about the uncqs and we talked about it in the interview so we'll kind of breeze over that um unless you have any other takes that you want to give no i'm just excited to see uh the new syracuse um just sloppy they're just slappy, but they know it. So yep. hopefully they clean it up. I think I do want to say that everyone's like talking about how uh, I, I see a lot of takes about faceoffs, um, and they're not losing a ton of faceoffs. Which like the draws, that's true, but it's it's not faceoffs; it's possessions. So like the turnovers on the clears when we do win the faceoffs and turn it over, that is the issue. Um, so hopefully they clean that up. It's you know simple parts of the game, but. That is definitely the the Achilles heel right now and just putting too much pressure on on that defense. But yeah, we don't have to talk about this anymore. I'm I'm hoping that next week will be a happier podcast for me. Yeah, sure. Me too. You know what? As much <laughs> as I hate to admit it, even though uh, I hate you, um, you've kind of got me like, all right, I want Syracuse to win so that I can come see Evan just flying hot into the pod. Um, yeah. There, there is Appreciate talk. It of Georgetown being back they they what they beat DU in overtime yeah they beat DU in overtime and they dominated the the faceoff x which is probably the biggest story like Denver has Denver has like a one two uh they they dominated that matchup <laughs> with TD yeah. and the other person with TD and TD. the kid who was playing before TD played <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah I mean that's that's the key to the game is if you can beat them in faceoffs, then credit to you. But I'm not ready to say Georgetown is back by any means. No, until you beat an ACC yeah. team, you're not. You never even were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, we are such losers. Uh, the conspiracy theory, the conspiracy theory, slow down on the wine here, Nick, is that Mac O'Keefe, uh, every goal that he scores, they put a microphone right near the pipe so that it makes that super loud, awesome fucking tink sound. Um, the guy's a freak. I like his release. Like you can always tell him like, oh, that shouldn't be that fast of a shot. But in one frame, it's in his stick. And in the next frame, it's barred down with the huge sound. So he's one of those guys where I feel like the ball comes out faster than his stick head. I never really understood it. I've only seen it a couple times. But uh, shout out to him for breaking, uh, breaking the goals record. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really care because Penn State sucks this year, but it is cool to watch his highlights. So he's he's the uh, flash in the pan. Did you hear Penn some State. of those goals from the Penn State Michigan game? Dude, a joke. That, dude. Those an nets, absolute joke. Like th- those nets need to be in every national televised game. Like ACC Thursday, the only thing missing from that are the nets that were used in the Penn State Michigan game because you can oh hit my like God, dude. You can hit the middle of the V, like nothing, like not even close to a corner. Uh And yeah, it sounds like Connor McDavid just shot a bar down. Like it's the best sound in the world. So I don't know what strings need to be pulled, but get those nets uh, down to to the ACC teams. Got it. Last one. Um, 
Oh, look, Maryland is winning the Big Ten. Like, congratulations. A bunch of Maryland alum. Like, I'm making jokes about how you can't give any credit to Maryland. Like, clearly joking. Credit to Maryland for staying honest. Like, most of their alum and, you know, no one's ever said, gosh, those Maryland lacrosse players sure have great senses of humor. Um, So shout out to their alumni base for not really understanding that I'm just shitting on Syracuse and Maryland for completely arbitrary reasons. Do not think they're bad programs, but Michael Earhart, um, I think Dylan Maltz was on there. Oh, yeah, I went back and forth with him. Um, I forgot about that. Should have had that in the Twitter beef. Yeah, well, not really back and forth, but he replied to us saying that Ohio State and Rutgers would beat Syracuse, and I said no. And then I said Tufts would beat Hopkins. I... I love that. There's sneaky that uh, that Tufts loyalist group that are starting to make a little bit of noise because they're just beating teams like 27 to 13. And I'm like, if you let you know whatever team put up 13 on you, um, you know that that's more that's more of a red flag than the 27 goals that you scored is a green flag. So, I would love to see them play. Uh, you know, uh, like Tufts Ohio State. You know, <laughs> we'll just use Ohio State as the perfect middle of the pack <laughs> program. Um, Get Tufts to Ohio State, make it done, and uh, and either shut everybody up or amplify their voice. We saw a rumor that uh, Dartmouth and Tufts are going to play. I think Tufts wins that game by, like, 20. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wheat Ridge High School with Sander <laughs> Applett would, would beat Dartmouth. We called that our bye weekend in 2015. Um, no offense Great to program. Dartmouth, though. You know, I'm sure I'll be asking for a job here pretty soon. We breezed um, over the uh, no, college. We preview. breezed over the UVA sorry, Duke game on Thursday, which was the game of the week, of course, uh, as predicted by us going into it. Did you get a chance to watch that? I'm assuming. Watch the highlights. I was coaching the youth of Oregon like a great guy. Um, I just knew. I just knew though. If it's a Thursday night ACC game, it's going to be fireworks, and it's going to boost both teams up, and it's going to be great for the community. And really, I don't think there are any other fresh takes that I can give that are that consistent without having actually seen the yeah, game. Yeah, I watched watch it. it. It was it was an awesome game. Uh, I, you can't say it enough how fucking sick these games are. It's like the best thing that ever happened to the sport besides Owen Hill and Brett O'Neill. Uh, but um, Connor Schellenberger, speaking of the freshman, is it Schellenberger or Schellenberg? I don't know. I'm going crazy. Anyway, one of the two. But yes. <laughs> I think I said on like the midseason All Americans thing, like, is he the best? Like, he's so fucking good. Uh, like, I think he might win a Tawaratan uh, at some point. I'm watching him, I was very, very impressed. I I caught him like a little bit earlier in the season, and then didn't watch a ton of UVA, like a Mr. UNC game and stuff. But I was thoroughly impressed with him. Uh, he also had like one of the sickest goals where he made Brower on Duke fall, who's like a very good defenseman. Also. Everyone's saying, like, he slipped, he didn't fall. That's falling. Like, it's just as slippery for the offensive player. If you slip and fall, you fell. So, I don't want to hear that anymore. Sorry to go on a tangent. Um, and then I think Joe Rob- I think Joe Robertson is, like, the heartbeat of, of Duke at this point. Um, scored the game winner against UNC. Scored the game winner against UVA. Uh, I really like... I, th- I think it's really cool that he's scoring all these big time goals and is a huge piece of like this quote unquote super team that brought in a bunch of transfers and you didn't really know where the pieces were going to fall. He had like an injury and now he's back and he really is like, you know, their clutch guy and he's kind of like a Duke, a Duke lifer. So I do like seeing him uh, play really well. So shout out to ISO Joe, 
Shout out to Schellenberger. We can move on. I agree with all of it. <laughs> that's, that's my contribution. Uh, real quick college preview. Um, Notre Dame has a very easy game against Duke on Thursday, and then we play UNC on Sunday. Um, as far as I'm concerned, like, it doesn't really matter what happens these next two games. Like, Notre Dame is going to be making the playoffs. Um, you know, I think we have the resume already right there. Um, I just don't want to see, like – as, as boring of a take as this is and as much as I want them to win, um, I just don't want to see any, like, injuries, any any weird bullshit, especially when the ACC is so good. Like, you know, in a COVID year where bragging rights are, you know, up for grabs for the ACC, it's just going to come down to the natty and who's going to be really ready to make a run come May. Um, so, Dude, what an insane schedule. What an insane schedule move by Corrigan. It's- like, why did you guys have all those off weeks earlier in the year? And now you're going three days rest to QNC. If there's one thing I know, like, <laughs> I, I just don't question schedules anymore. I'm like, it, it had to be COVID related. Like, I just paint uh, okay, like a wide yeah. brush. What the fuck is, like, why would you do that? Oh, you know, it must have been COVID. You know, his, his hands were tied. <laughs> I feel like there was a way to work around it. But when when you said that Syracuse was flying in to play Duke the, the morning of the game, and that's when you played the best game against Duke, and, you know, it came down to the last shot, that that has given me all the confidence in the world of, like, all right, you know, it's, it's going to be fucking weird. We'll probably lose the UNC by one. We'll probably push, uh, you know, push Duke's dicks in and um, – no, I mean it's uh I don't know. I I am I know I'm getting old when I'm not like, you know, fuck Duke and UNC. We're going to kick the shit out of both of them on Thursday and Sunday. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, you know, keep it tight, you know, learn learn some stuff and then let's get ready for uh, you know, our bye weekend to to wrap out the season against Syracuse and then let's get ready for the tournament. <laughs> well, you guys yeah, you guys are sitting pretty, so you don't have too much to worry about, but I will say you could end up playing Syracuse <laughs> in the in the quarterfinals. Which would Please, not be great. Mate, that's ideal for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not so tough now that Syracuse sucks. God. Uh, who do you guys have? Uh, UVA. We just. Oh, I mean, we kind of talked about it, but this is the only. People forget that this UVA team that's completely like new. It's the same team that Syracuse put twenty goals on and beat by ten goals. So. That Syracuse team is in there somewhere, guys, uh, and it, it might come out this weekend. But I, I Syracuse's backs against the wall. They typically not in this situation a lot. Um, I think like 2016 was probably the last time we like had to win games, um, and you know this is no different. I think if they win one of these games, UVA or Notre Dame, uh, they're in. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Every ACC game is a bloodbath, but just keep it close and get the ball to the first line middies and Steven and Hiltz. I guess everybody but Scanlon. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that, that's a really, really good, good in-depth analysis there. <laughs> Don't pass it to Scanlon. Jesus. Um, no, the only, the only other noteworthy thing is uh, Virginia kind of beat the shit out of Utah. Like, if it's an ACC team versus a non-ACC team, I just feel like it's just been, you know, nine goals or something like that. This this was this past weekend. So, you know, just, just confirming the ACC bias. Virginia's the real deal. Um, and don't forget, Syracuse put 10 on them. The only other noteworthy game, um, you know, that I'll say is Army plays Navy. Always a fantastic game. Phenomenal. Um, I 
having coached at Air Force, it was always funny because, you know, the, the narrative is always, you know, these two teams just respect each other so much and they're the service men and women of this country and then they're going to go into war together. When really, like, you know, when Air Force would be getting ready to play Navy, they're like, yo, fuck these guys. Like, we hate <laughs> them and we're going to go try and beat the shit out of them. And then whatever team loses, like, you have to kind of be buddy-buddy after the game. They're so mad and they want nothing more than, to, you know, getting a good scrap post-game with the service academy that just beat them. So I always thought it was funny that there's this entire stigma around the game of like, you know, once the clocks hit zero, it's nothing but respect when really they're like, Oh, these motherfuckers. Like, I just want to take it to them. Let's go again. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was always the funny narrative that is, you know, somewhat true in the sense that like, yeah, you know, I'm sure when you graduate, it all becomes, you know, a little bit more meaningless as everything does, but in the moment it's not, uh, I don't think it's, the, the respect isn't as there as as you would assume given the broadcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I would assume that, honestly. Like, everybody just fucking, they hate each other. Um, yeah, it's like, hey, you just lost the game. Go, uh, go like, sing yeah. a fight song with them. Like, no. That's fuck. always, like, when they're, like, f- the friendship stuff before a game. I don't know if you ever had to do that. Did you ever have to, like, line up at midfield and, like, shake the other team's hands before the game? Uh, like not to start, not like the starting lineup. No, like the entire team lines up at midfield. We did it like every year with Cornell or something. It was like a sportsmanship no. thing. And I, I would like, refuse. It was, it would fucking sucked. Yeah. It was so weird. You're like standing there with a the team that you're about to play. Usually like a big game too. And it's just like, get me the fuck, fuck out that, of here. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, that game has some serious implications though. I think, I think like Lord knows if I know, but. <laughs> I, I believe both teams are, you know, pretty good Patriot League teams. I think I saw today that the, I'm putting I think before everything. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, the Patriot League's having like their full tournament and having, you know, quarterfinal, semifinals, championship for that. Um, so Navy and Army, same record ish. I think Army has a couple more wins, but uh, it's it, it has huge implications for that tournament and who's going to get in. I think Lehigh is like the heavy favorite, but they're probably you know, in that uh, two, three, four range on teams that can uh, make a splash and make the tournament. So pretty big game, all things considered. Got it. Well, you know more than me, so I'll uh, I'll take your word for it on that. Um, it's not <laughs> ACC. But no, that's, uh, you know, that'll be something I'm certainly keeping an eye out for. Might throw, you know, a little mini wager on. But really, the only other, the only other thing we have to cover is, um, you know, now that we've been negative for just about this entire fucking podcast, um, really cool story coming out of Loyola Blakesfield. I believe, I believe it's Loyola, but MIAA, um, Peter Locke, who had a freak accident, got hit in the chest. Um, and, and his heart legitimately stopped during a high school game back out East. Um, you know, super scary moment. Um, can't even imagine like having to try and, and go to, you know, can either continue the game. I'm sure they stopped the game, but, um, you know, having to just go about your daily life after you see, um, you know, you see an incident like that happen. Um, but the, um, you know, his heart stopped. He got hit in the shot with a heart and the athletic trainers revived him with an AED that was available in the athletic facility. Super bizarre freak accident. But we just wanted to give a shout out to the athletic trainers, to the medical, uh, to the medical people that were taking care of him. Um, and it's always interesting whether, you know, it's the Jackson place uh, you know, freak accident from two years ago in the PLL, whether it's this Peter Locke um, or whether it's a Chris Bocklet, you know, to, to end uh, before we kick it over to, to Will Perry, 
it's always interesting seeing the lacrosse community rally around, you know, a, a freak accident or something like that. Um, just wanted to give a brief shout out to Peter. Uh, we're, we're glad to see that he's doing well. Um, and if you're, you know, somehow involved, make sure that your athletic facility has an AED device available. Really, really, um, you know, fortunate for him to have made a full recovery. And we are excited to, uh, you know, just to be be supportive. Um, I believe there's a GoFundMe up. If there is, check it out. We'll tweet it out. But um, I don't know. Did you did you see that much? No, I saw it. Um, <clears throat> I think Tyler might have just sent it to us, so I saw it. Uh, but yeah, crazy story. I mean, you you see that stuff, and I couldn't imagine you know being a kid's parents um, or like teammates, friends, um, let alone the kid. Uh, so I mean, like you said, freak accident. Uh, glad everybody's all right and. Um, again, yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always nice when that has, you know, a happier ending. Uh, so shout out to Peter. Hope you're doing well, man. Um, and good luck going forward. Beauty. Uh, so with that said, let's kick it over to Will Commodore Perry. Um, appreciate having him on and we will kick it over to him now. This interview is brought to you by Sideline Swap. Be sure to check out Sideline Swap for all your gear buying and selling needs. Whether you're playing hockey in the offseason, are you trying out skiing, are you trying out golfing, maybe your lacrosse equipment is just way too old, uh, Sideline Swap probably has you covered. So be sure to check out Sideline Swap for all your gear needs. It's also a great place to sell. I know when I graduated from Syracuse, uh, I had way too much equipment to even know what to do with. Um, so I, I turned to Sideline Swap. It was a great way to get cash in my pocket fast, just starting out in New York City. Um, so great option there to sell any of your old gear, whether you're a, a newly graduated college athlete or you're a retired pro and you have gear lying around, check out Sideline Swap for selling options. Um, and now we'll bring you Will Commodore Perry. All right. The post game would like to welcome a very special occasion. Our first college player currently in college. Um, you know him as a UNC midfielder. He attended Greenwich High where he was coached by Tar Heels alum Scott Bulkley. Uh, you can just correct me on, on all this shit that I'm about to butcher too. Um, but you had to overcome a lot of under-recruited. You were the number eight overall player ranked by Inside Lacrosse. Two-time high school All-American. Um, have been crushing it for UNC pretty much since the day that you started, uh, you know, set foot on campus. You're the team co-captain. Um, Will Perry, welcome to the show. We know that you're a fan and we're really excited to have you. How's it going? I'm really excited to be on here. Everything you just said kind of checks out with me, but I'm um, super pumped and thanks for having me. Beautiful. Well, let's just kick it right off. First things first, fuck you. Um, it's kind of difficult for me to process that uh, <laughs> that the very first college player is going to be from my least favorite college team personally, North Carolina. Um, we can get into that, but I just wanted to start off by getting that off my chest. Um, now that we did, the second thing that I'd like to talk about is uh, I want you to unpack that Cuse game a little bit. And what was the vibe kind of going into the game? And then what were you thinking when you were up 9-1? Because as much as I hate UNC, you shitting on Syracuse certainly did a lot for the good graces. Yeah, I mean, we were super, super pumped going into the game. We had just lost uh, two in a row to, to Duke and Virginia and weren't really pumped with how we played. But being able to put a full 60 minutes out there, offensive and defensively, was definitely awesome. Uh, so the vibe going in, we were definitely super pumped, especially after we walked back into the uh, locker room and saw the black unis. That definitely got the boys going. Uh, and then uh, being up 9-1, it was kind of sitting there, looked up at the at the um, the scoreboard, and I was like, Jesus. Like, I did not see this coming. I knew we would go in there and probably win. I didn't think we were going to go on that that sort of a run. But, you know, that goes to show just uh, just how crazy the ACC is, I guess, this year. 
Yeah, uh, it's not that crazy. Everybody puts up 18 goals in Syracuse right now. But I, were you guys like, this game's over? Because it, it really did at like 9-1. Because it really did feel that way. It was just like a dominant performance. I'm wondering, I know like people are like, no, I want to play a full 60 minutes. And you gave that half-ass answer already. But I want to <laughs> know if you like, yeah, this is over. Uh, I mean, no, not initially. You know, we played a bunch of games in, in the Dome. And uh, I believe my sophomore year, we were up by five going into the fourth quarter. And they ended up coming back and beating us in overtime and kicking us out of the playoffs. So that was definitely fun for me to go back in there and be able to, you know, put up those numbers that we did. So I can't, I can't say it was definitely secured with the win at 9-1 in the first quarter. Did you uh, – so you didn't know about the black jerseys going into it? <laughs> when did you know no. that I was going to get fucked? dunked on on Twitter. I mean, uh, <laughs> I dunked on by the UNC Twitter from um, New Jersey. As soon as I walked back into the locker room is, is when I saw the, the black uniforms about 15 minutes before game time. Uh, and the first thing that came to my mind was, was your tweet being like, <laughs> the shiny helmets were cute when uh, you guys had the retro jerseys going. So initially that was going through my mind, but obviously the game, if it hadn't gone the way it, gone, uh, it went, I would not have sent that tweet out. But Luckily for me, yeah. it kind of best of both worlds, being able to beat Houston and then, you know, get you going on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. I, I credit you. There's someone else on there. I can't remember his name. Tyler something. Who had a pretty good reply. Seminetta. Yeah, Seminetta. yeah. It's my roommate. Yeah, he's a yeah. big guy. <laughs> I tried to stay off social media during that game because it wasn't uh, much to watch. I love that. I love that you um, talk but, a bunch of shit and then get dunked on and then we'll just go radio silent for like a whole day and then be like, oh, yeah, it was golfing. I, mean, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's foolproof. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you mentioned you guys dropped a couple games, but I feel like you guys are like rolling. You know, you know your identity and stuff. What's like at this point, like what's the overall feeling? Are, are you guys, you know, super confident? Do you like, you know, what's what's the vibe in the locker room currently? I mean, in the locker room, we're, we're all pretty, super, pretty confident. Um, but obviously, like I said, those two games that we lost to the other two uh, big ACC teams, and then we got Notre Dame this weekend as well. So hopefully we're, we're hoping on winning one. out. That's and a then, uh, really yeah. fucking tough. You know, that's the toughest team in the country, <laughs> best team in the country. That is, apparently. But um, uh, going into to this week, we have Notre Dame and then Duke to finish it out. So if we win, win out, then uh, I believe we win the ACC. So obviously that's at the top of the list right now with Notre Dame coming. The national championship. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're, uh, we're, we're real confident, but we're, we're not, um, I guess, just, just happy with where we are now, which I guess is also the right answer to give. So. Yeah. That's right. You're still in college. Yeah. I, I, I can't. All right. Um, so you gave a very generic answer for how's the team feeling at this point in the season, this and that. Um, how, mm-hmm. what's the team that you're most scared of and is it Notre Dame? I wouldn't really say I'm scared of any teams. I'm not gonna not gonna lie about that one. I think we're the best team in the country. So shit, I thought I was gonna get you there. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> What's your scout? I know. Are you guys playing Notre Dame Saturday or Thursday? We're playing them Sunday. They play Duke on Thursday. Oh, neither. Yeah. Got it. Um, What's the scout? What do you guys have to do to beat Notre Dame? Tell Nick. Um, as of right now, I don't have that information. I don't think I would give that to you guys right now. So gonna hold, gonna hold yeah, on. Nobody, nobody in the country has no. that information. It doesn't no. exist. <laughs> <laughs> but Will, I wanted to ask you, like, from a personal accolade perspective, we ran over last episode or maybe two episodes ago the midseason All Americans. I believe you were on that list. Maybe, maybe third team. Uh, do you think you were ranked high enough? Uh, I mean, that was the first time I was ever ranked as an All-American at all. I know it was midseason, so 
I don't really look into it too much. You know, I've, I look at the list and I never see my name. So I was surprised too, honestly, this time. But, uh, you know, happy with it. But, you know, we don't really look into that. I, I think there's a lot of guys on my team that deserve to be even higher. Like I look at a guy like Justin Anderson, and he's an honorable mention. I think he's sky high better than I am as a lacrosse player. So, but overall, no, I don't really look into that. Who do you think was ranked too high? Who do I think was ranked <laughs> too high? I, I, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, who would you kick off the You list? guys aren't going to get me on this. I'm not. <laughs> All right, who's better, you or Docs? Me or Docs? I think we're two different yeah. players, but I think he's got me on a, a far more superior career in college so far. So I'll go with him. Okay, what about Nakai? Nakai, he's a good passer. He's a good passer. He's better than me. Curry, Curry from Syracuse. <laughs> I kick him move. He's fast. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not better than any of these guys. You name it. I'm humble. Humble. <laughs> Humble King. I love it. Um, So I'm assuming growing up kind of in the Northeast and Greenwich area, you have a lot of buddies that, um, that are playing at other programs. And you know, when you went through the coaching and recruiting and playing circuit and all that um, probably a lot of other, your buddies ended up going on to have a, a decent amount of success. Is there anybody um, that you've played against this year that is like one of your good buddies growing up? And do you kind of have a favorite player outside of uh, UNC? Um, So Weirdly enough, you'd think that I have a lot of friends that, that have played college across, but like all my close buddies never really did. Um, you know, I had one guy, one of my best friends actually went on to play at Brown, but obviously they're not playing this year. So I'll give him a little shout out. I know he listens to, but uh, Jackson Caputo, he's a good dude, plays LSM at Brown. Um, he's one of my favorite players, but uh, I, I don't really know. I haven't really played anybody that I know that well. Um, I never grew up with a bunch of lacrosse uh lacrosse players but that that was terrible uh, well shout out brown lacrosse big friend of the program uh sister schools to notre dame as uh, as i make a big stink about so if you didn't grow up with lacrosse players like was that a big part of your childhood or was it just kind of you know just so happened that you were buddies with people that didn't go on to play because i feel like every time i talk to someone from the east coast i just assumed that all of their buddies were nasty and they were playing you know since first yeah no it game. wasn't that my friends didn't play lacrosse it's just that none of them were very good um, it's kind of what it was. I, I did have one of my best friends who did play lacrosse and he was getting recruited, went on to play football at Stanford. But other than that, none of my closest friends were, uh, were very good at the sport. So I love all of them, but not great lacrosse players. Did you play football? I did until, uh, until about my junior year. You know, I finished up sophomore year. I stopped playing. I just, my team wasn't very good and I had to put all my, uh, my eggs into lacrosse to hopefully get better. Nice. Uh, are you going to consider uh, picking it back up, maybe doing a fifth year at UNC? I mean, yeah, I mean, if they'll have me, I, I think I'd be a pretty good slot receiver. No, I don't think they will. I think the one football is a different animal. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that's pretty tough to and accomplish. Just, just that, you. So. You, you. Yeah, that's just you, not me. Yeah, you know, but I'm too humble. Does Nikki Solomon still play yeah. at UNC? <laughs> uh, no, Nikki doesn't play anymore. He was a kicker. Yeah, that was a sick setup he had. Yeah, Pretty nice. you just you just get all the football gear and then and then waltz his way down a lacrosse practice with about thirty minutes left in the fall. Yeah. So he, he had a he had a good life going. Shit, that sounds ideal. Yeah, Nick, that's what. Yeah. Any listeners, start being the kicker for the lacrosse team and then just tap dance your way into all the issue gear and clout and then just play lacrosse. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, so when did you get into the podcast? Because you've been like a pretty loyal listener. Um, 
hit us up on social tone. I'm, I'm curious, like, are, have you been a lifer or, you know, how did you get into it? Is it, you mentioned your buddy listens. Is it like something that you and your buddies are into or what? I mean, not trying to sound like a fanboy or anything, but <laughs> I, who was your guys' first interview? Yeah. That with, with Kavanaugh. Yeah, I started listening to that. I was on my way home from, I think I was driving up from school and I saw something on Twitter or whatnot and started listening to you guys then. So, so I've been a lifer, I guess. It's, it's been a, a, a good couple months. Not life. Well, first off, thank you for your service. Second off, have you yeah. always been kind of like a social media guy, like just, you know, dicking around on Twitter and everything like that? I love it. But, you know, I, uh, I it's kind of always something that I've been doing is trying to make people laugh. Uh, <laughs> have you been ingrained for a while? Uh, I think since the since the pandemic started is when I kind of got into Twitter, but I've always been into Instagram and Facebook, just kind of growing up in, in I guess, the, the era that I did. It's kind of when it all kind of blew up. So. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter now, and, and then, um, yeah, but I have, I have a good time on it. I mean, me and all my friends as well. You're not TikToking? I'll, I'll scroll through TikTok every now and then. I'm not posting any though. <laughs> well, That's a pretty good to... answer. You just upped your PLL stock. I think a lot, most guys say they're not big social media guys they're in a good spot. If you're not doing TikTok, have you considered doing an OnlyFans? No, I have not considered getting into it, but I might. I've seen some people making some real money on that. I don't know. I don't know how far my uh, my career would go in OnlyFans, though. What people have you seen making money on? Well, we'll do some oh, market just research. on Twitter. Just on Twitter, <laughs> you, you hear people making money. <laughs> well, if you're uh, if you're a big fan of it, are there other uh, other 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 guys on UNC um, or other guys that you know of that uh, that are fans? Because honestly, like we need a little bit of an ego boost. We get shit on anytime we have to delay the release. So I was like, people were DMing me like, bro, why aren't why don't you have an episode? What the fuck? So could you hype us up a little bit with any of your buddies? Yeah, I mean, um, I mentioned Tyler Seminetta. He tweeted at Evan. He's a fellow listener. Um, Connor McCarthy, another one of my roommates, mm. the Princeton guy, the transfer. Uh, he he follows through a lot. And then um, Max Cooney's a freshman on uh, on my team who told me this morning to give him a shout out. So I'll give it to him. Good good guy. Fuck yeah. What can we do better? Let's use this as constructive criticism. What do you guys say? Like, man, I wish if the post game post did post more of your videos. And those are definitely tough to pump out, I guess. But um, all the boys love one of them. Do you have a personal favorite? Because we really like. I would love, we might have to loop you into the next edit because the very first edit is always just like a little bit too aggressive. And we're like, fuck, we should probably cut, cut out about half of that. So it's really funny to, to send out like the first edit and then be like, Ooh, that got way too personal. Let's just step back a little bit. Uh, I think the first one that you guys did was with, um, was it the Batman one? The Bane one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that Classic. one was my favorite. I had a bunch of good, bunch of good shout outs in that one. I like that one the most, I think. Yeah, that was the first one we, we added Ty Zanders. <laughs> Threw him into the crowd. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Want to shift gears a little bit to the PLL and stay on course, even though there's a great conversation. Um, so PLL draft's coming up. Have to ask, I don't know if you're like, I mean, I'm assuming you want to play in the PLL, right? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. What team do you want to be drafted by and why? And why? Um, I mean... <laughs> And you, and you can't say, like, oh, any team. That yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you have to pick a team. None of that. It's the PLL. Okay, okay now that you said I can't pick, I can't say any team that wants me. Um, I don't know, maybe the the chaos 
Andy Towers is a Connecticut guy, and then it got it has a Rowlett on the team. I'm good friends with him, so I mean that's the only. Yeah, I'm definitely Canadian. not Canadian, and I'm not a box player either, so I don't know how well that would fit. Maybe the answer. yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the only one I can think of. Do you have any teams that you would really not want to play for? Uh, no. Like the Atlas, maybe? No, no, I can't say the Atlas. It has too many Carolina guys on it. That's probably why you don't like them. No, actually, well, like, I've always hated the Atlas, but then they got rid of literally everybody that I had a problem with, and now we were all talking, like, I'm with Brent Adams right now, um, and he just got traded to the Atlas, and we were like, huh, that was, like, the opposite of the team that you wanted to play on last year, and now it's like, fuck, they're going to be pretty sick. So We've got some good guys. We might have to end our shtick as an Atlas Slander podcast, but, you know, the bit's too good to be – to give yeah, up they got um my my assistant coach Unterstein's on them, uh, and then uh, Kluch and Piff, bunch of your yeah. guys, Skinny yeah. Boy Kluch, Barrel Boy. <laughs> Do you stay tight with like a decent amount of the alumni? I mean, um, you know, both those who you played with, and is it a, is it a relatively tight knit community, or is it kind of just like you know little clicky? If you play in the league, you kind of. Um, you know, stay close. Uh, no, we all, I mean, I, I know I personally have a really good relationship with almost every class that I've played with. Like I have guys like uh, Luke Goldstock reaching out to me before games. I got like Kluge texting me after games and then like we'll talk to Rowlett probably once a month and, and everybody's pretty tight knit. There's, there's not a lot of clicks going on throughout the team. So um, we're all, we're all Are you good buddies with that fucking goalie. Welcome. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I was, I was close to them my freshman year. We're all really tight. So, I mean, I, I see you guys always ripping on them. I love them. So I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything bad about them because I don't have anything bad to say about them, but shout out to Balkum. I'm, I'm sure. Never coming on the pod. No, no shout outs to Balkum. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to edit that You're out. Never coming on. Out <laughs> what about uh, Evan Connell? Is that your boy? That's another guy that I have a problem with. I've never played with Evan, but he would come back, uh, for like alumni weekends and I would, you know, say hi to him or whatever, but I never really got to know him that well. Yeah. That's another person that we don't shout out on this podcast is the goalie and then Connell. So is it all from that hit in 2015? That and just like uh, 50 million other things in general. Okay. Um, okay. Never mind. We, we don't have to dive into that before I get on a okay. drunken wine rant about that. Um. So here's a question I'm I'm pretty curious about because like when we were in college, you kind of just end up like, all right, yeah, if I play lacrosse, I'm still going to need a job. Um, you know, I don't really follow rosters or teams or who wins the championship in, in pro lacrosse. Has that shifted at all with the with the inception of the PLL? Like you say that you want to play lacrosse. Is that something that you're like working your career around? Is there like kind of a general how is lacrosse going to fit into your life or is lacrosse going to be kind of your main income with guys on the team? Uh, I mean, right now I'm, I'm definitely looking for other jobs. Like I'm trying to work in the city, uh, in New York or in DC as, as a salesman or as a commercial real estate agent. So uh, obviously it's definitely not changed that much, but that might be different for someone who's definitely, you know, going to get picked within the first round and is definitely going to get a decent amount of money out of it. But looking at a guy like me, I don't really know if I'll end up getting drafted. So definitely have to figure out something as a backup plan or, or like you said, work, work around lacrosse or something like that. But um, yeah, as of right now, I'm definitely still searching for other jobs. Uh, I don't think there are any lacrosse players in commercial real estate in New York City. So, you know, that's the <laughs> um, do you want to come work for Clinic Sports? You can live out of a van and coach lacrosse. 
I mean, uh, that, that sounds like a good gig. It, it seems like you're going up and down the coast of uh, the West and looks great. So, you know what, if there's jobs for me there, then uh, I might have to take you up on that. Yeah, it's a pretty rigorous application process. Um, I can get your, your resume to the top of the pile, but no promises. We had a weird random guy reach out on Twitter and say that he wants to follow us and, uh, and document it. So, you know, watch out. Don't let us get hot. Otherwise, we're going to be stealing all the talent. I appreciate it. Has the nickname Commodore Perry stuck at all? Uh, and, and it definitely stuck on Twitter. Not <laughs> not on my team, though. Nobody calls so, you that? No. And, uh, I mean, they, they did for a couple days just after you guys came out with the nickname. But, no, people still seem to try and go with the nickname of The Fridge. I don't know. Uh, and then that's yeah. all over ESPNU. And they're always calling me, like, I quit the other day, called me the microwave. And I was like, what the hell does that even mean? But, no. <laughs> I, uh, why why are those your nicknames i guess i haven't been following as close as i could i mean my whole life i was called the fridge because um there was a football player on the chicago bears named william perry who was a d tackle so that was just how, how it went my whole life and then i guess they picked it up when i got to college uh so and then i don't know where the microwave came from just just another i was gonna say I was like, I, the, the fridge just kind of is right there but the microwave yeah, probably just fucked it up or something i didn't understand that it was just another cooking appliance so I, I, yeah, it didn't make sense I'm to me. it's because it's like a little smaller but still like a, yeah yeah, yeah. But who knows what that guy. <laughs> uh should we move to the the mailbag from twitter yeah absolutely all right so if any, a lot of your buddies jumped in well. So if any of these questions are over the line and we, we can certainly cut them or you can, you can dance around them. But the first one is from Jack Rellett and he's asked us to ask you about your first college meeting ever and what you wore to it. Um, I don't know how deep I can dive into this. Uh, I, yeah, I saw that <laughs> and I texted him saying that um, that was really rude of him to go at me like that. Uh, but um I think that's something that, you know, if you guys had me on in a month and a half after the season's over, I could definitely discuss and or, or after the recording's done. But uh, it definitely didn't go well, and I had to run for it. Um, but, you know, I paid my dues, and, and we've moved on from it. So I, that, that's my bet. Fuck, I'm so, I'm so curious <laughs> as to what this is. I Like, I have 100 different ideas, like, ranging from borderline illegal to just, like, <laughs> you know, a party foul. And holy shit, I'm going to need to get more information. It was it was it was pretty bad, but it it wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm that I can't say anymore. <laughs> Spoken. All right, got it. Freshman. All right. Well, yeah, we won't we won't press you for that, and we won't have you self incriminate while you're in college. We'll do that immediately upon graduation when you lose to Notre Dame in the Final Four. Patrick Moore <laughs> from Lynchburg. Shout out to him, loyal listener. Wants to know your thoughts on Mark Hand. Mark Hand. Mark's a great guy. From Alabama. Uh, he's definitely different. He had um, this guy had hermit crabs in his freshman year dorm room uh, as pets. And, you know, we had to move them in. We have to move in all the freshmen when they get here on campus. And he had me carrying his hermit crabs up to his room. So that's that's my one bit on Mark. He's a great guy. I love him. But pet hermit crabs. So he's he seems like a bit of a space cadet. Does he know that that's not normal, or is he like so southern that he kind of just beats the you know marches to the beat of his own drum? I think probably the latter. He's really southern, but um, and he's also kind of a space cadet, a little bit of both. But uh, we we appreciate him. We definitely appreciate. Does he have a huge southern draw? Um, a little bit. He's he's mostly known for his gigantic head, 
a really large head. But other than that, um, you know, just another Alabama lacrosse player. The few of them. Good for it. Good for him. Yeah. All right. And we got Brian Balcom, Nick's best friend. Um, he wants to discuss Will Perry world, but he did preface this saying it might be an offline story. That <laughs> goes back. <laughs> uh, that, that one, that one links in with, uh, with, within my first day, I can tell you guys after we hit the record <laughs> button and we stopped talking about it, but um, again, can't, can't dig into that with everybody listening. What kind of skeletons do you have in your closet? You must just be completely reckless. I can't, I can't wait. Do you get, a, uh, I guess I can't even ask that, but I was going to say, are you one of those guys that, you know, they have a couple beers and like their alter ego comes out? No, 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 I'm not. Yeah. You deflected that one. Down no, there. No. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 couldn't be me. Could never be me. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll dive into that with you guys once we're offline. Got it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's give you something that you can talk about, because I feel like there's this is a big enough spectrum to where you can kind of pick and choose your own story. Um, Alex Nicastro wants to hear the best postgame story from a UNC victory, but you don't have to incriminate yourself. Okay. You can even talk about the game and, you know, let, let's get something out of you. Um, I'd probably say my junior year when we played Duke um, in our brand new stadium. I think that was really awesome. Uh, I don't know what they're ranked at the time, but we hadn't beaten Duke since I'd been there. Um, beat them, I think, by two. Uh, it was my birthday the day before, so I was really pumped to, uh, you know, go out after that game and celebrate with all the guys. And um, I walk over to my to my uh, to my family after the game's over, and like all ten of my best friends are there from home, all there like jumping, hooting, and hollering. So that was awesome to see. And then we uh, definitely had a good time going out afterwards. All 21 year olds, of course, uh, but you know we all went out to our uh, to our local um, to our local spot, and we we had a great time. So definitely that that was one of the best nights I've had here in college, and um, obviously one of the best victories I've had. So, what uh, what is the local spot? Oh, uh, we we got a bunch of you know bars. Um, one Pantana Bob's. We got a Top of the Hill. Um, obviously, can't go there right now, and they're they're definitely missed, but. Um, uh, it's also UNC is a pretty big uh, fraternity school, so we're all pretty close with uh, some fraternity guys, and you know we hang out with them, they hang out with us. So bar scene's pretty cool here, and then um, obviously just the, the house party fraternity scene's pretty pretty nice here as well. Before uh, before COVID blew everything up, uh, did you ever venture down to Shooters and uh, and stir up a bunch of drama down in Durham? No, I, I never did that. I, I heard. Um, I don't know if that was on one of you guys' podcasts or something, but I remember one of the Duke guys was on and saying that, that we go there or something like that, um, or someone did and they kicked them out. But no, we, we never go down to Durham. They, they definitely do come to the bars here at UNC, though. But we don't make a big – And you yeah. don't kick them out? No, nah, we don't make a big fuss about it. We're, we're, not, we're not like that. We're Seems like, like they that. kind of bully you. Yeah. They don't no. let you into their house and they just stroll right into yours. Okay. We, don't want to, we don't want to go into shooters or anything like that. It's fine. <laughs> we have more fun over here we have more fun over here that's why they come to us fuck you can see it sounds pretty awesome yeah, it's, it's fun <laughs> it's a good time where uh where else were you looking and why'd you choose unc i feel like we might have <laughs> skipped over that earlier uh well originally i was committed to to providence my sophomore year uh where i was looking just at providence and then fairfield and fairfield is you know 15 minutes from my hometown so i didn't go there 
Uh, and then later on, I think about my junior year going into my senior year. So about that summer in between, uh, UNC opened up uh, two spots just from kids, you know, decommitting. And then uh, Scott Bulkley, my head coach at that time, just um, emailed or called Brescia and was like, you got to take a look at this kid. And then luckily for me, everything went well and I ended up there. But um, realistically, it was or it was actually just, Providence, Fairfield, and, and UNC. I didn't really open up my recruitment again. It was just um, just that one spot. So when were you like nationally touted? Because Nick went over your, uh, you know, like your resume and had, I think you were the number eight recruit, he said. So mm -hmm. yeah, why would you commit to Providence? Yeah. If you <laughs> uh, That's from yeah. diplomatic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just stop keeping around the bush. No, I appreciate everything they did for me, of course. But, um, no, I, about after um, I committed there my sophomore year in December. And then after my sophomore year spring, my uh, high school team won the state championship. I was starting midfielder for the team at the time. So definitely got better throughout that season. And then um, uh, after that summer circuit, I played really well at a bunch of tournaments and I ended up getting ranked 27th overall in my class or something like that. It was within the 20 and 30 when I hadn't been originally – when I hadn't been Sounds originally. pretty accurate. Yeah. Just, just admit that you know what it was. Come on. But, um, <laughs> something like 27. Something like 27. But um, no, I just I, I definitely got better. And I, I think I was about like 5'4 throughout my freshman year and sophomore year of high school. So, you know, definitely a little bit of growing pains. But then it ended up working itself out. So you hit puberty and then grew up and committed to UNC, right? Yeah, I hit, I hit, I hit puberty <laughs> when I was 17 years old. That's exactly what I'm getting at right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful. And how it relates to the recruiting process, it's always great. Um, well, no, I mean, uh, I feel like that's about it from us. Um, first college, uh, first college athlete coming on the pod and he's just given the exact college SID answers. You know, you, <laughs> we'll connect you with Dan Bucaro. You guys will get along great. Um, don't worry. We won't slander you. We, we totally respect you not incriminating yourself. Um, is there any, uh, anything before we go offline and kind of dive into the details that you want to shout out? Um, any, uh, anything you want to comment about Notre Dame? Um, just kind of any closing thoughts? No, uh, nothing really. Just definitely looking forward to, to the rest of the season, obviously. And, you know, super thankful that, uh, you know, everybody's just been able to get out there and play lacrosse. So, that's all I kind of have on my piece, but um, definitely appreciate you guys having me on, and um, and uh, definitely gonna look forward to you guys, uh, your guys' next podcast, and gonna be listening. Yeah, you're gonna be on it, so I hope you listen. Well, no, the ones. What's uh? Who's winning? Syracuse or Virginia this weekend? What? I gotta get your. Who's winning? Syracuse or Virginia this weekend? After you play both of them, I need your answer. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Virginia. <laughs> That's a pretty low, sturdy limb. Yep. Oh, here we go. I'm coming on Twitter right back. Okay. I'll be ready for it. <laughs> Beautiful. Commodore Perry, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. We will talk to you soon. Kind of best of luck for the rest of your season. Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, – oh, and last point, if you or any of the guys have uh, have video ideas for us, we're always looking to uh, – to you know work on all that stuff so we'll start cranking them out but um you have any ideas feel free to hit us up about whether it's a movie scene or people that you want to include in ricochet shots let's uh let's collab sis so <laughs> thank you and we will talk to you soon all right awesome appreciate you guys thanks man
Thank you to Will Perry and shout out for being the first college athlete that we've had on this podcast. Um, not easy. He certainly navigated it. Uh, shout out to the UNC media training department and those two Notre Dame assholes that flamed me years ago. You probably helped him avoid any catch me's, any gotchas. Um, and no, as always, this episode of the post game is brought to you by red truck beef jerky. Use promo code post game 15 for 15% off your order and our good friends at sideline swap. I believe the helmets, the Redwood helmets are available for a couple more days. Um, we are getting to send the rest of the gear out to those who won the auctions. Um, I am on the road. Um, so it's just been a little bit delayed. Um, fuck. Honestly, fellas, girls, whoever's listening, I'm ready to get back to Denver, get in my own bed. But, uh, you know, the youth of Oregon, I hope, have seen the benefits of our good coaching. And with that final statement being said, um, we will see you next week. We always appreciate the support. And let us know. Get in our DMs. Get in our uh, in our Twitters. Get in our comments. If there's anything uh, that you want to see next week, we are always open to ideas. And we will see you next week. <laughs>